Hey everybody, welcome to Lauren.Live, the spirituality, health, and lifestyle podcast. I've got Jennifer Pilates with me from in Florida at the moment. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Lauren? Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on your podcast. Absolutely. I'm glad that you're here and um, we have a ton to talk about. Jennifer has a lot going on in her life. She um, has her own podcast, Empowered Within. She's an intuitive healer. She does Pilates. She's a coach. She works with celebrities. I mean, she's got a whole beautiful, amazing world going on. A mentor, advisor. So we'll talk a lot about that. But I wanted to talk about, uh, just as an intro, you were in a car accident years ago that was pretty traumatic. Mm -hmm. And then um, through all of that, you had kind of a spiritual awakening and then also you rehabbed with Pilates. So I'd love for you to kind of share a little bit about that and then we can get more into the kind of work that you're doing now and we can talk about some spiritual stuff as well. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to share. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, they always say it's, isn't it interesting? You think you have your own plans and then the universe and God steps in. And so I was um, definitely well on my way in the corporate world. I had been in the retirement industry since I was 15 years old. And so that's what I knew. That was the ladder I was climbing. I had transferred across country into a brand new um, community. I was specializing in Alzheimer's disease. I mean, you know, I was the girl I was going for it until one day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the truth is, is when you're not happy and you think you're happy and you're showing the world that you're happy, but it's inside you're so miserable. I kind of was, um, I loved the industry. I loved working with, with the, the clients and their families. However, once you get into the corporate world, um, things change. And I was very much an advocate for the residents. And that was more important to me than perhaps a balance sheet, um, which was not really great being an executive. And so there was definitely a pool at my heart. I was very, you know, I was stuck in between, in between two worlds of what I thought I wanted versus what I really enjoyed. And, um, I had been speaking with my mentor and she was, you know, who was back East at the time. This all happened when I was living out in Boulder, Colorado. She was like, you know, are you really sure, you know, have you really thought this through? And I'm like, well, it's a little too late now. Like I've moved, I'm here. I've got, you know, I'm going for it. And uh, one day I was driving home from work and in Colorado at the time, there were like six lanes, you know, on the road. There wasn't like just two where I grew up in Cape Cod. There's like six. And I happened to look up in my rearview mirror and I saw this brown car barreling towards me. And I'm thinking, oh my God, instinct is you look right, you look left. I'm like, there's nowhere to go. And the next thing I knew, there was a police officer at my window. And I thought, my God, they're so fast. And so he started talking to me. Well, lo and behold, that's who hit me. He was on his way home from work. And so he came and I remember him sitting in my car and trying to talk to me. And I was just really out of it. Surely, you know, my head hit hard enough that um, I probably kind of bounced in and out of consciousness a little bit. And I just remember my mom in my head, if you're ever in an accident, call an ambulance, no matter what, just take one, which thank goodness I did that. What they didn't realize was the hole underneath my car had crumbled, um, had just like the whole thing. It was like a brand new, brand new Toyota Camry, but God bless it. You couldn't tell on the, on the outside. So yay for Toyota on that respect. Um, but yeah, so I went to the hospital and they definitely knew I had a concussion. They definitely knew that I was just not myself. My girlfriend had showed up and it just like, 
I was flirting with the doctors. Like I was just not somebody who had just been in a car accident. And, um, you know, you never really realize how traumatic an event is until usually very far after it, I find. And that's really what happened in this situation. I just kind of kept rolling with the punches. And what happened was I ended up being in and out of doctor's office for about eight hours a day. And so it was cognitive therapy. It was physical therapy. It was, you know, um, the coordination neurologically, there was so much going on and I was in so much pain at the time. And I remember being with a chiropractor and he said, I really think you should try this thing called Pilates. And I was, I would do anything. And so I hooked up with an incredible instructor who was, who specialized in rehab at that time. And so I rehabbed with Pilates for two years, ended up that the Pilates center, which was there in Boulder, which is like the Harvard of all Pilates schools was in the backyard. I was going every day. I knew everyone. And one day, one of, um, my teachers had said to me, you know, you should really consider going to school for this. And I'm thinking, hadn't thought about it, but maybe, you know, um, the corporate thing was definitely not working at that point. Um, they of course did not like that. An executive was, you know, out of work eight hours every day. So I did try to go back on a part-time basis that didn't work out. I saw what was going on in the industry and being smart way ahead of my years, because I was only in my middle twenties at this point in time. And I had gone and I said, lay me off. Don't lay the other people off, lay me off. Not knowing really what I was asking for. And they did. And I remember being like, oh my God, they laid me off. You know, but here, of course, it's something you're asking for again, another blessing in disguise. And it gave me that ability to take care of myself. Um, while the car accident was settling back in that day, I did receive a, a very small settlement. Ironically enough, it was the exact amount to pay to go to Pilates school. Mm. And so after rehabbing for that time, I went to the school, which was very much like a physical therapy aspect school. It was um, amazingly detailed. And that's why my specialty to this day is rehabilitative care with Pilates. And, um, it was just such an experience to go through all that. And I remember with all the doctors and one saying, you know, you don't really live in your body. We got to get you back in your body. And I never understood really what that meant. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, maybe I'm a dreamer, you know, now looking back, of course, I completely understand it. Who wanted to be in their body? I would be out walking. This was a great story, Lauren. And one day I literally woke up sitting in a church. I had gone out for a walk and I woke up in a church. Another day I was living with a good, really good best friend of mine in uh, Boulder. She'd come home from work. The whole house was reorganized. She couldn't find anything. Every cabinet had been redone. Like it was all these really interesting things that were starting to happen. And at the time I wouldn't have really understood where this so-called spiritual awakening was taking me, but it was definitely, you know, rerouting me from where I thought based on maybe how I grew up or what I was told, what I should be doing versus what I'm here to do. And so that started my entrepreneur aspect that started, you know, all the modalities of healing that I experienced in Boulder, an incredible blessing at that time. I grew up on Cape Cod. We didn't have any of that. You know, I've always been involved in metaphysical um, modalities in some aspect or another, but I saw so much inexperience experienced so much that I would have never had any of this had not happened. Right. So it was 
definitely an incredible blessing, um, an incredible experience. It's still, you know, I don't want to say it haunts me, but, you know, I had internal soft tissue damage from, you know, from the top of my spine all the way down. And that's something that does stay with you um, more so than if they were all broken bones, which I don't wish either. Uh, So there's a little bit here and there where my body reminds me Mm. um, different things, but overall, you know, it was an incredible blessing and it really opened up this whole other world that I would have not ever experienced. Wow. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you, you know, I mean, considering everything that you're okay after the accident, Mm -hmm. but like you said, there's still some things, but you've been able to heal so much. It sounds like, and you're still healing. Mm -hmm. It'll be a lifelong journey. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've talked to so many guests and heard so many stories where, you know, it can be called different things, the dark night of the soul or something really changes or shakes you up. And then the spiritual stuff just starts flowing in. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, being in that vulnerable space, whether it's like with pain or a loss, um, that's when that shift happens. So it sounds like that really was what happened for you too. Um, yeah, so did it you, definitely did. Yeah. And so, I mean, is that when you kind of started because you're, you're intuitive now, like, is that when stuff just started to come in and you could just like, you were more in tune with like your intuition and it was like psychic abilities, like things just started to flow in from there or? Yes and no. I would say that, and I realized this actually on the road trip I was telling you about pre-show um, last week, we went and visited my old childhood home and I looked at it and I said to my mom, sorry, it makes me kind of teary up. This is where it all began for me that's when I remember seeing things that were visiting me. That's when I would say way more of my empathic abilities really kicked in. And so with that car accident, it heightened everything, but I didn't understand. Right. I didn't understand why I knew people were lying to me or I didn't understand why I necessarily knew things, but I sort of just, I just kept rolling with it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't diving so much into it. I just knew that if I did an Oracle or tarot card reading for you, it was pretty spot on. And I knew things. I knew my friends were pregnant before they ever told anybody, you know, it was all this stuff that I knew, Mm -hmm. but the pieces were just all laid out. They weren't yet ready to come together. I see. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah, it really was for me. It was this this layering that kept happening Mm -hmm. through my life. And it wasn't until in my forties that I really understood and got it. Yeah. It takes some time. That's interesting. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'm in that little place of like intuition starting to come through more and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, we're so trained to like our minds just like doubt stuff, but you got to listen. It's just, it's there. It's pretty simple, but we're just, we doubt things and you overthink things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's something right. we talk a lot and about then you on have, the show. Right. And you have people around you that will gaslight you into believing yeah. that you're nuts and that's mm-hmm. not true, but you're like, no, but it is. Like, this is my you truth. Know? And that's what we're mm-hmm. going through right now. I think that, you know, just collectively mm-hmm. you have to listen to yourself and your truth because there's just so much pressure and, lying and I mean it's just it's a really crazy time uh but that's why you know I did the show and just the you know COVID I was like this is the time to do this and I feel like the universe is supporting me and I love just chatting with people like you and different stories we all have it within us 
And some of us, you know, some people have have it from birth. Some have childhood, you know, they get the empathic stuff coming through. Some of us in our 30s and 40s start to get stuff coming through. Um, but we all have access to it. But, you know, sometimes it takes practice too. And you have to ask for guidance mm-hmm. and go to mediums. But I really want people to know, like, we all have this divine energy within and you can tap into it and you're not crazy. <laughs> so, right. Definitely. Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, it wasn't, honestly, it was about, let's see, I've been in Florida for two and a half years. So say four or five, six years ago, that was the first time that someone, a good friend of mine looked at me and she's very much my spiritual mentor, my, my good friend. And she was like, well, we were all having this conversation and I was like, God, I feel everything. Like if there's an earthquake coming, if there's a solar flare coming, like I feel it all. I feel your pain, you know? And she goes, well, that's because you're the empath. And I'm like, what? I didn't know. So when people, you know, people try to define who you are in a spiritual world too. And I always said, well, what is that? And then, you know, and her suggestion to me was you should take a Reiki course and you're really going to hone in on this healing ability that you have. And I'm thinking, eh, all right. And it did what it did for me, because I'm somebody who I want an answer. I want to know, I want to dig. I just, just telling me something always doesn't work for me. Like I want, you know, I want the meat of the situation. And so for me, it helps hone in on the healing ability that I have, uh, which was very interesting because my healing ability didn't change how I work it. It was just through the course of Reiki and becoming, you know, and I did the whole thing so that I could teach other people that not being my intent, but just so that I, if I do something, I want to do it all the way and I wanted to grasp all of it. And so I understood more like, Oh, okay. This is how, if you want to um, maybe put it in a box, so to speak, but that's not how, maybe my healing works. And I would want people to understand that. Like there are so many different kinds. There's healing through your voice, healing through hands, you know, there's all sorts of different aspects. No, there isn't one that's right or wrong. It's not like going in and ordering a car and picking what you want. You know, you you have what you have and it's your choice if you'd like to use it too. And I think that that's something that not everyone understands. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's something that also can come and go in your life. If you're not ready for it and yeah. something pops up, it'll most likely probably sort of go away a little bit or just sit in the background mm-hmm. until, you know, you're um, ready or until you're not. And the universe goes, you will be ready. <laughs> right. I agree with that too, about the not being ready thing, because um, I've, when I read Eckhart Tolle and New Earth, that was like my little spiritual awakening, you know, after college and, um, I remember him saying, like, if this isn't resonating with you, put the book down. It's not time. So I, <laughs> I totally agree with you. And I also think um, I've tried so many different Reiki, you know, chakra clearing, energy healing, like all types of stuff. And um, yeah, you have to explore, see what feels good for you because we're all different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really agree with you there. Um, well, I would love to hear yeah. like how after the car accident and you're healing in the Pilates and how did you start to help other people? Like, what are you doing now? You've got your right. podcast, mm-hmm. you've worked with celebrities. Tell us what, yeah. what you're doing. So it was interesting. So going through my schooling, my goal when I came out of there was that if I could help one person, because the amazing group of women and the owners are still there, um, the work that they did with me and it, and Pilates just, you know, it's not just physical. It is, you know, body, mind, and spirit, a hundred percent. There are days that I would go in and I would get on the equipment and sob and not understand why. 
And so that's, you know, you're awakening and everything is coming out of you. And so that was my goal. My goal was if I could just help one person. And so when I got out of school, I started teaching there in Boulder. And that's what I did. My specialty and what was drawn to me were people that were injured in one way or another. And shortly thereafter, we had some um, family situations going on. So I moved back to Massachusetts and I went back to Cape Cod and I thought this is going to be amazing. I'm going to have a Pilates studio. Everyone's going to love it. Nobody loved it. Nobody knew what I was doing. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what the heck? (laughs) Like, are you kidding me? I was so devastated. I'm like, and you know, and I'm an entrepreneur, you know, now I'm like an entrepreneur and I'm like, I will make this work somehow. And it just, it was not coming together. It was not the time on Cape Cod. And my good friend still lived out there and she, she had come back and she was like, why don't you come back out? I'm up in Summit County now, come back out. Okay, cool. I went back out, um, living up in the Keystone Breckenridge area, opened up the studio. It was amazing right on Lake Dillon. That's really what started really helping the rehabilitative aspect. I worked with the ski team out there. I um, pro bono worked with all of the the children, whether I think this, I think the youngest was six, six to like 20 something. I would, you know, donate my time to help all of those up and coming skiers, uh, the fire department, all, any, anybody that I could help, I would help. And then anyone that was injured just magically showed up on my door, was guided to me. And so I was there for about two years, not really thrilled, loved the area, absolutely adored. It just wasn't for me anymore. I did what I needed to do and I went back to Cape Cod again. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna open a studio. I'm gonna do this. And I started working and it's to this day, I've had studios all over the United States. My favorite studio is in Osterville on Cape Cod. And I was blessed that, you know, on the Cape in the summertime, we have the hockey players and the baseball players and this and that. And I became that girl. I became, if you need something fixed and you're hurt, you call her and she'll get you back to what you need. I also specialized in rehabilitative care for seniors, of course, all my years with seniors. So I, you know, I had this double niche going on, which was really wonderful. And so every day, was a new day. Every day was great being able to help someone and someone came in in pain and they left not in pain. That is also when my empathic abilities reared their heads again, because they would leave, I would have their pain. And so at that time, I, you know, I was doing some research and I was like, okay, I should wear amethyst on my left wrist. I won't be taking on their energy. Okay. I'm going to start saging. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Um, I would be laying down midday and doing Reiki on myself long before I knew what Reiki was. Mm -hmm. And so I was actually in like this really big spiritual spot and had no idea. So I want people to know that too. Sometimes it's like, you just go with what works Mm -hmm. and that's what was working for a long time. And I have a tendency to, I don't want to say get bored, but get bored. I need adventure in my life. And so I expanded up into Boston and that was really fun. But ultimately that was about me having my sex in the city moment, Mm -hmm. living in Boston and having this lifestyle and skiing. And then I, you know, my studio on the Cape was growing. And so I lost a little bit, right. I veered a little bit, you know, and God was like, Oh, there she goes again. (laughs) Um, But it really, it really kept just exploring and exploding. And I was doing great. 
I was fulfilled. I had my, I, I fulfilled my dreams. I had two studios, Austinville on Newberry street in Boston. It wasn't going to get any better than that. And yet I wasn't happy. And it took um, a pretty traumatic situation within the family and a wonderful therapist who the first time I went to therapy, who said, you don't have to be here. And within 90 days, I was moving cross country to Scottsdale, Arizona. Never been there. Didn't know anything about it. It was um, very interesting. I was supposed to be headed to California where I had a cousin living and I do all of my own website and this, that, and the other thing. And it was through GoDaddy and long story short, I chatted with a gentleman. He questioned what I was doing. And so I told him who I was, what I did. And he goes, well, of course you should come to Scottsdale. Like this is everything that you're saying you do that you'd be great here. I looked into it. I thought, oh, cost of living is half, you know, all this great stuff. Never thinking about where's the, you know, I thought about where's the ocean, but it didn't really click. Hi, you live on the ocean and now it's going to be five hours from you. None of that. My adventureness, I went for it. And so that is when I really started to have, I would say like incredible spiritual awakenings, incredible dark night of the soul. Um, you name it. It was I was a Phoenix. It was everything was burnt to the ground for me. And there was this incredible rebirth. And that was professionally, that was personally, that was medically. There was medical things that went that scared the bejesus out of me that, oh my gosh, who would have thought thought this coming? And out of that was when it was like, okay, I got it. Like, I'm not veering off the path. I get it. I'm putting it out there. This is, you know, I'm healing. How do you want me to heal? How am I to serve? What, what can I do? And, and that's really, I would, that was such an incredible time in Arizona and Arizona will always hold such a special place in my heart. And yet it was a very incredibly difficult time at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Often they go together. (laughs) They always do. You know, you can't have the rainbow without the rain. It's mm-hmm. just that sometimes you go, really, God? Um, or like all at once? I don't know. <laughs> like, all at once. I mean, can a, can a girl get a break? Right. And so, yeah, there was a lot of that. And then, you know, that continued. I, um, through my doctor's recommendations and, and some things going on, this, I said, you know, I think I'm going to go to Florida for a year. I'm going to have a working vacation, I called it. Great. So I had it all planned out and the universe was guiding me, but yet, and I'm sure you've, you've maybe had this experience, Lauren, where all of a sudden you're like, you're seeing the signs everywhere and everything says Florida. And I'm like, this makes no sense to me. Like I've never had a desire to move here. I visited for 30 years, love it, but to move makes no sense. So I'll call it a working vacation. God, I'll bargain with you. Selling me on Siesta Key. It's the Sedona of the ocean. Who knew? I didn't know. I thought, well, this sounds heavenly, right? Get everything situated, get the condo going, get in the car, six days in the car with two kitties, driving cross country, bawling my eyes out because I'm leaving, but I don't really want to leave, but I know I got to leave. You know, it's one of those. Show up, no condo, no nothing. Really? My family was all down in Fort Myers. Mm -hmm. See, God had a plan. God knew I wasn't just going to up and move down to Fort Myers because I didn't want to necessarily be that close with family at the time, but God had other plans. And so I called my grandfather crying hysterically. I'm emotional. I'm a mess. And he said, okay, so tomorrow you're going to come here. Your room is ready. That easy. And I thought, Oh my God, 
okay, great. Pack the car back up again, <laughs> drive down. And you know, it wasn't exactly what I thought. It wasn't the usual going to granddad's house for a vacation. It was a little different than that. He was not well. There were, you know, drama mm-hmm. after drama going on. And I walked into, for lack of a better word, a shitstorm. Mm-hmm. And um, literally was looking to walk in, to be embraced, to cry, to just be vulnerable, to be, you know, oh my God, this traumatic, all this stuff's going on in my life. And it was like, you can check your life at the door because you got to handle all this here. And I was like, what? And I did, you know, and I showed up and it was a blessing. It was ridiculously difficult. Like every, you know, it's like, huh? Like what is happening? And then the world shuts down and he's in the hospital and in the height of everything, I'm in and out of the hospital and my life is on hold and I'm not working. And I don't know how, you know, what's happening and my life doesn't exist. And it's one of those moments where you're just like, I don't even know. And you just keep going through it because that's all you can do. Cause you're going to know that a God always has a plan. The universe always has a plan for you. And now I'm not saying that there weren't swear words. I'm not saying that there were, there weren't, uh, tears. There weren't moments where I had myself in such a tizzy that I ended up in the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. There was all that. There was all that. So, uh, you know, let's not ever take any moments in our life lightly, but the bigger blessing was, is had God not have done that, I wouldn't have been here for the last year of his life. I wouldn't have reconnected with family, my mother, particularly. Um, so again, it's like you walk into this hole and you go, Oh, and I'm here to tell you, just go into it. Don't fight it. Like just go into it because once you can get through it and get to the other side, then, you know, you can have something, you can have rest, you can have peace, you can find yourself again. You can, like you started your podcast during this time in the middle of all that going on and dealing, you know, with him in the hospital, I had five days where I was blessed to work with Tony Robbins mm. For those five days out of one year, I had myself in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of him in the hospital, and I needed that 24-7. And out of that came my podcast. Mm -hmm. And again, my mission was if I can help one person, but yet it grew this time. This time, the mission was I want to be able to empower and inspire and motivate everyone on this world, every, in every country that has the ability to hear a podcast, Mm -hmm. that's my goal. So I upped my ante a little bit and, uh, I haven't looked back since. And so there's that still going on. There's virtual Pilates training going on. There's the, you know, the business coaching going on. There's my spiritual readings that go on for clients. And really it's, you know, while they all have their own title and it sounds like I do a lot, Honestly, in a Pilates session, someone is getting all of that because I'm intuitive. I'm looking at your body. I'm reading your body. I'm reading your health. I'm reading your life. You know, the other day, a perfect example, a client said to me, I know you do some coaching. Could we talk a little bit during our session? Of course. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, had the most incredible insights for life, for his business, for, and he was like, wow, I had no idea. He's like, I knew you did big stuff, but I had no idea you did this big stuff. And so it's those moments that I'm so eternally grateful for when I can give back and serve like you through the podcast and through every which way that we're guided. And sometimes it doesn't make a lick of sense. And I can tell you there's a lot of moments of those in my life and I wouldn't change any of them. 
even the most moments that feel horrific and you're never going to get out. I'm here to tell you, you get out. Well, let me say it this way. You don't get out, you get through. Mm-hmm. And that's the key is getting through. Wow, your story it just it keeps going and it's so interesting. All the places it never ends. I mean, there's plenty more, but there, yeah. it just it's, it's so wild. Yeah. Like it just it doesn't, you know, it and that's the beauty of it, right? We, you know, I always look at people who you know, who will look at me and say, Well, when are you gonna settle down or when are you gonna do this? And I say, Well, one, the word settle is not in my world, it's not in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So never. And you know, I'm blessed to have some family members, not everyone understands me, but a few do and they get that I'm not necessarily meant to always stay in one place. Mm-hmm. And if all of a sudden I'm guided somewhere, then I'm guided and they also get why that changes. Yeah. And I think that's very hard for spiritual people too. Like I didn't, I left this part out, but before I was moving to, to Florida, I was guided to move to Tennessee. Franklin, Tennessee. I was so excited to move to Franklin, Tennessee. In 24 hours, I had an apartment. I had car insurance. I had everything going. 48 hours later, I was moving to Florida. (laughs) Okay, God. Cool. A couple of months ago, I was being guided where I needed to go somewhere in New England. So excited. Want the snow. Love the snow. Please, cold weather. Come, take me. And after a road trip this past week, was very much said, not now. And that's something else that I want people to, especially in the spiritual community to remember, just because something isn't happening now doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. If, you know, I believe if something was put in your heart, it's put in your heart for a reason. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not now. And maybe you're being taken on a, you know, little detour and that's okay. If you were in your car and you are driving and the GPS says there's an accident, I'm going to reroute you. You don't question it. Mm -hmm. You go with her. Mm -hmm. So certainly we shouldn't question, you know, God or the universe or we can, because let's be clear, I do all the time and I'm always trying to bargain. So join my bargain bag, you know, bandwagon. But it's those interesting moments that now I look at it and go, well, I can't wait to see what this next chapter is. I can't wait to see what this next aspect of my movie is. Mm -hmm. And when you can get to that place, the world really is your oyster. Got to trust that internal GPS. Mm-hmm. Intuition. Yeah. I, I love it. And I agree. I think I've talked about that before on this podcast about manifestation. Sometimes the thing that you want, well, one, it can be quite different than what you thought you wanted, but um, mm-hmm. it can also, yeah, it can vary in the time aspect. It can be immediate. It can be months, years later. And it always mm-hmm. makes sense looking back. That's why that didn't work. That's why one door closed because another one was going to open. You have to trust. You have to do the hard mm-hmm. work. You have to ask for it, but you got to just keep rolling with the the current, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do, and you have, you know, and and you do. You have to roll with it, which I e is action. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all about, and I work with people with vision boards and manifesting, and and how to put all that together. You have a role in that. Mm-hmm. You have action to take, and you know you can derail yourself. So let's not. You know, if there's something that you really want, then let's. But let's be open how else could it happen? Like you may be envisioning the most amazing, beautiful house, but where you live, there's going to be, you know, where you want to go, there's going to be an earthquake and all this crap is going to happen, but you don't know. Mm -hmm. And God brings you one, three States over and you're like, well, and so it's like, just exactly. Just, just be open Mm -hmm. to things happening differently, looking differently and get try to get excited about it of, Oh, 
like a Christmas or like, you know, a present, a birthday Mm -hmm. present, whatever it is like, oh, something different's happening. Ooh, there must be something really good coming down the line for me. And expect good and and be positive about it. Yeah. And it comes to you and just being grateful Mm -hmm. for every morning that you're able to be on this earth and breathe because there's millions of people that now aren't. Right. And that is super. I mean, being grateful every morning, every day, all day long is so important. I agree. And I believe with, you know, genuine gratitude, the universe loves that and will support you and continue to bless you in different ways or place things in your life for growth. Um, It doesn't always have to be like money or happy things or good things or new love interest, you know what I mean? But it can be Mm -hmm. putting things in place for you for something later. And um, I do believe the universe wants all of us to be supported. Right. I think it's, it's funny. I want to share this story with you, Lauren, uh, on that topic. So on this road trip that my mom and I just did from Florida up to Maryland, and some people are going to go, why didn't you fly? Well, that's boring. Well, no, there's more to the story. Um, I didn't really want to fly. I wanted a road trip. I love to travel. And the last two years, let's be clear, hasn't exactly been available to travel. So I'm thinking it's 16 hours in a car, anything under 26 hours in a car, I'll do Mm. like, I'm just psyched. Like I, there were a couple of States that I had never driven through and I've driven cross country seven times. So I thought this is going to be amazing. Sort of, you know, you have your, again, I've got my ABC plans, you know, God's laughing. And two of the States I'd never driven through were North Carolina and South Carolina. And I'll tell you, I had always thought, well, maybe not Florida, maybe the Carolinas, you know, you always want to feel places Mm -hmm. out and this, that, and the other thing. Well, like you said, sometimes, you know, the universe is going to go, you sure about that girl? Well, I won't name town names, but I will say that we pulled into North Carolina at night at this exit and there were lots of hotels. It was pre-looked at pre-booked because that's just who I am. I want to look at the reviews. I want to know what's going on. We pulled into the hotel gentleman was very nice. We had all our bags with us. We went up to the room. We opened the door and I was like, Oh hell no. Mm -hmm. Hell no. We're not staying here. And my mother looks at me and she goes, what? And I was like, "Mm -mm." I said, no, we're not welcome here. I said, let me go down to the front desk for a minute. So she's standing there like, man, it's midnight, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know where she's coming from, but she knows who I am and what I'm feeling. So I go downstairs and I say to the guy, I go, this is going to sound a little strange. I'm intuitive. And he goes, you felt it. Mm. And I looked at him and he goes, you get that heavy feeling. And I go, what's up? And he goes, there's a little girl in the hotel. And Mm. I said, no, I said, there's more than a little girl in the hotel because you're doing renovations and you've disturbed energies. So this isn't just a little girl. So, uh, sorry, my nose running. So he goes, do you want to try another floor? Now to appease him, I said, yes. Now don't ever do that. Just go. (laughs) So I go up, I don't even get off the elevator. I'm like, this is crazy. I call my mom in the room. I said, pack the bags up, come downstairs. So I say, thank you to him. And he's like, you know, and we started talking, his sister's a medium. So he totally got it. Mm -hmm. He was like, you're good. Maybe try this other hotel, hotel number two, it's 1230 in the morning. We're in this little town in North Carolina. We go in, they're renovating Mm. sofas are in there. And I'm like, this time my mom's like, I'll wait outside. You go in and feel it out. Mm. So I say to him, look, I just left this hotel, you know, and I'm trying to explain who I am. And I'm like, can we just check out the room first? You know, and I'd say, I can't. And I was like, just humor me. I wouldn't get off the elevator. Mm. We go back downstairs. I get in the car. My mother goes, are you kidding me? I said, I can't make this up. We go to hotel number three. 
Now I'm really tired, so I'm not grounded and I don't feel clear thinking. So I take my mom. I said, you come in the hotel this time because now I'm feeling really badly. You know, we're exhausted. We go in the hotel. My mother looks at me. She goes, I'm not staying here. There's very bad energy. Oh, gosh. (laughs) It also was being renovated. So there's a key. So we leave, right? Three hotels. Now it's like quarter one in the morning. We're driving. And I said, well, I'd like to, you know, we got to get a bathroom and we'll get back on the highway. She goes, okay. I was sitting in the car and I asked God and the angels, like, what should we do? She goes, I literally felt the car moving. Mm. Well, then we're not supposed to be here. She goes, you know what? All the crystals we have in the car and, and cause we've got the, you know, our jewelry and stuff. And she goes, it can't handle us. (laughs) I'm laughing. I'm like, probably not, but okay. We couldn't find a bathroom open. Mm. The Waffle House was gated off. The, uh, I mean, literally this town was like, could you please leave? Hmm. So like you saying, like sometimes like there's just situations and all we could do was, I mean, I was so exhausted. I was laughing, but crying, but Mm -hmm. laughing at the same time, just getting on the highway going, oh my gosh. But so my point to the story is, is had that not have happened, had I not have driven through there, I might've still thought that North Carolina might've been an option for me one day. Mm. I'm going to go with no, like because South, <laughs> South Carolina was the complete opposite. People were bending over backwards. Mm. It was amazing. The energy was phenomenal. Now I'm not saying the whole state of North Carolina has bad energy or anything like that. It doesn't. But for me, yeah. It was not welcoming. Whereas North Carolina said, here's a red carpet, Jennifer, please come to the point that I thought, wow, like I would consider moving to South Carolina in a heartbeat. The people were so amazing and the energies were so freaking phenomenal. Yeah. And Charleston, super cute. Going in a month, never been so so excited to go to Charleston. So I'm a little afraid it might be more dense. Like I need open yeah, space. That's true. But it's cute to stay. Um, it's cute. Like a little stay. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's one of the things that I want people to know, like trust your instincts. Mm-hmm. Like after that, like we showed up in where we were going and we literally drove in the park, went to the hotel. I said, we're not staying here. Mm. And she was like, Siri, I go, we're not staying here. I'm not even getting out of the car. So it's like, just learn to trust yourself and go with it. And if something doesn't work, just it doesn't, you know, just go with it because especially right now in our days and our times, so much is changing so fast every day. And you have to be, you've got to be on top and you've got to be grounded and you must take care of yourself and really listen to yourself and don't question yourself right now because, you know, things are changing that quickly. Yeah. Trust your intuition. There are signs and synchronicities for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You were getting some clear signs there. Oh my God, girl. It was crazy. It was so crazy. That's wild. So crazy. Yeah. But you know, I mean, we made such incredible memories on this wild road trip that should have taken 16 hours, which, oh, by the way, the whole thing to get there took us 25 hours. Wow. I could have driven to Boston. Right. Um, But we had a blast, you know, that didn't, I mean, those are memories. You can't make that stuff up. Definitely. You know, it's, it's those kind of moments that you go, okay. So when you're in the heavy moments and you're like, oh my God, the spiritual life is a little much. It is. Can be. And it's okay. It totally is. It totally is. There are certain Mm -hmm. days where you're like, oh my gosh. And we're all here for you. And we're all in this together. Absolutely. That's where you got to find balance and ground yourself Mm -hmm. and, you know, take a break and 
Totally. I think there's so mm-hmm. much information out there too. Like I've been in this like information, like frenzy, like spiritual <gasps> awakening. I'm just like reading about like everything and like, you know, some stuff can go down like rabbit holes and conspiracies and then other stuff's been around for like millions of years and healing. And you're just like, Oh my God, this is, it can be too much too. Like, you know, I'm like a Virgo. I'm like, I want to learn as much, but I do that in my spiritual practice too. Sometimes, right. Like I'll be meditating and I'm like, I'm like, dude, chill Lauren. Like you can just be quiet and listen. You don't have to have like a goal for the meditation, right? So right. I think um, yeah. there's just so much available. There's so many podcasts and books and different mediums to see and different mm-hmm. methods. And you could do Pilates and yoga can be incredibly spiritual or you can, you know, um, mm-hmm. whatever, blah, blah, blah. So there's, it's a positive thing. There's so much coming out mainstream, which is really cool. Um, but spiritual journey, it's a, it's a journey. It's not a marathon. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a race. It's a marathon. And, um, I don't know, we all have different paces. And I think that's another thing, right? A lot of people are on different, uh, paths and some people are listening to this stuff and like, you guys are crazy. You're oh, like for a sure. witch. You're crazy. Right. And then others are like, right. I've been doing this for years. And so I think that's been a big mm-hmm. thing for me as I'm starting to get a little bit more intuitive and, um, things are synchronized, you know, I've seen patterns and things and, um, I've had some friendships that have changed and, um, mm-hmm. respect where everybody's at. Everybody's at a different pace. It's all good. You know, right. nothing's right or it wrong. <laughs> exactly. And, and you touched on something too, like you're, you know, as you go through this and, you know, whatever you want to say, you're ascending, you're vibrating higher, whatever works for you, mm-hmm. you're advancing, you're getting a new education and not everyone is going to understand that. Mm-hmm. And so there are friends that will go to the wayside. It doesn't mean that they may not pop back in sure. later, mm-hmm. but there it's always going to be this give or take and, and you have to be open to that. And it doesn't always make sense. I know even this past year, I was like, wow, like I had a couple of friends who just sort of literally flaked, like literally one day there, next day gone, made no sense. And I was like, well, that was really weird. Like, I don't even understand. And again, I want to understand. I want to, and then it's like, sometimes you just got to let things be. Absolutely. And, and that's okay too. That's part of it too. You're eating may change what you like to do, what you don't like to do. I mean, absolutely. And you spend energy in different ways. That's uh, actually like someone kind of told me, um, on the podcast, you know, when you do start losing friends, that was one of my questions to him because he like did a huge, huge life change. He moved down to Tulum. He was like in finance here in the U.S. He moved down to Tulum. He does, he's studying like Sikh. He wears a turban. He's like this white dude. Like, I mean, he talks about this. He never would have imagined his life like that. And he's lost a lot of friends. And, you know, he says, I'm still me. I've just shifted my energy into different places. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really hard for people. And I have had a couple of friends that were still great friends, but they've come to me like, I'm having a harder time relating to you. And I was like, well, I'm glad that you came to me. Like, thank you. Um, and I never thought about it that way. Cause I'm like, I'm good. Like I feel the best I've ever felt, but from the outside, like I'm trying to have empathy mm-hmm. too. Like it's a lot. Like some of the stuff that I talk about, I get it. That It sounds crazy. So Um, if anyone's going through that right now though, on either end, you have a friend or family member that's like awakening, whatever you want to call these terms, ask them, talk to them about it. Like, you know, they would love to share it with you. And then on Mm -hmm. the flip side, if you're going through this and I've talked to more and more friends over the last few weeks that I had no idea. And they're like, I've lost friends. I mean, obviously COVID and all this political stuff. There's a lot of people that have lost friendships or family members or Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of tension. And so I think that's an important thing to talk about is just 
we have to support one another and you're not alone if you're feeling that way. I, like I said, I've learned in this past week, two different people that I knew that have lost different friends and it's happening all, all over the place. So you're not it alone. Really is. And, right. No, no one is alone and everything is shifting. And especially mm-hmm. now it's not just one thing, right? right? It's, this is a global snow globe. Yeah. And it's not slowing down. If anything, we are like at the top of the roller coaster speeding down right now. And it's like, holy bejesus. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to say those magic words. What's next? Let's, let's just call it back because there's a lot coming up next. And it doesn't have to be all, you know, you don't have to look at everything in a negative light or in a dark light. And it isn't, you know, there's always going to be dark with light and all that kind of stuff, but it's, it's change. Yeah, there's a lot of change. And there's a lot of change and there's a lot of blessings that have come out of these last two years. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of horrific things that have come out right. of these last two years. So we have to hold on to what we can in our heart and help support other people. And not everybody sees what we see. And that's okay. I talked with a neighbor today who, you know, we've had very different views this last two years. And he came to me and he said, everything that you ever told me and you were just trying to help you're really right. And I said, you know, it's not about me being right. I said, I was just, I was just looking out for you. Right. Yeah. You know, so I, that goes to that saying of maybe someone doesn't see it today, or maybe your father or your mother, or your aunt or uncle doesn't get you today, mm. but maybe six months or two years, or maybe 10 years from now, they do get you. Right. That's okay. You're never right. going to be alone because there you have a spiritual family above and beyond mm-hmm. any family, you know, friends that you have out there. So you get to pick this next round of family, you get to pick who you surround yourself with and be empowered knowing that Mm -hmm. that you don't have to stay in a room that you don't feel comfortable in. Totally. You don't have to stay in a conversation or in a job or in a relationship or, you know, in the hardest ones. And I work with so many people on this or with, with actually your own family members. Yeah. That's, that's a toughie, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a tough one, Lauren, um, to really navigate that. Oh, and that's where those, those healthy <laughs> spiritual boundaries, that's where we all get tested. And that's where we have to really totally. hone in and, and make sure we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah. I've had some tough conversations over the last year too. It's hard, but mm-hmm. you know, with my parents and we're great and they're good, but um, yeah, it's, it's a constant practice of like patience, grace with yourself, with other people. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, I agree. I think, you know, if relationships are ending, like you said, they might pop back in, but they also could just not be serving you anymore. And it's a way to a different right. way to look at it. Maybe it's actually a good thing. It's a gift and you can still appreciate and love that person, but maybe somebody else is going to pop in. You don't know what, what the universe has right. planned for you. So like you said, it's not negative, mm-hmm. but change, there's a lot of change happening. So I know. Yeah. And I don't know if, if there's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there like me who just like to know. Right. Like, oh, I just yeah. want to know. And my one girlfriend, she's so funny. We talked last night and she's like, we were talking about like where my next move is. Cause we all know I'm moving somewhere, but it keeps changing. And she's like, yeah, well in a month and a half, you know? And I was like, and, and she was like a month and a half, you know what I'm like? Oh, come on, yeah. throw a girl a bone, like help yeah. me out because I'm being guided. And you know, it, it's, it's all those interesting moments that are coming up for all of us right now. And I would say one thing that's really helped and on my podcast, I don't know um, if you know of her, Felicia Bender, Mm -hmm. she's called the practical numerologist. Mm -hmm. So anybody that likes me that likes to like touch, feel, no black and white, I don't do gray. 
if you start to dive into numerology, which I am now solely obsessed with love and I love astrology and everything else, but numerology has helped me keep my marbles Mm -hmm. this year. And the reason being is this year I knew I was coming into a number nine and a number nine year, which is a pretty significant year. Every year is significant, but this year there's a lot of stuff. Mm. And if it wasn't for having known that, I really wouldn't understand a lot of what's transpired in my life, but because I know that I understand more and I will take it one step further. It's like, if you know, a mercury retrograde is coming and your computer breaks, you are less likely (laughs) to be flipping it out the window. You're going to go, God darn that mercury and retrograde. That's what happened. So, you know, knowledge is power. The action Mm. is really what helps you. And I would say that numerology has helped me incredibly the last two years, she's become like, she's a regular on the podcast. Now we always have her on in terms of lots of different ways. Hmm. But I would say for me, knowing my life path, knowing what year I'm in, that has helped me make so much sense of things that have not made sense. Even, even being intuitive, because let's call a spade a spade. You can only do so much for yourself. Sure. You still like, you're going to ask someone else, even if you have that sense sometimes because you want that validation to be like, okay, yeah, I'm on the right path. I'm human, right? Like I want some validation. Yeah. I need some validation. We're human. We just need that. But yeah, yeah, that, wow, Lauren. Mm. I mean, especially being in number nine year, which is like all about huge, major transformations Mm. in your life and relationships coming and going and moves and all this. So really helps to uh, keep it all together. That's something (laughs) I should see who your friend is, but I, cause I I haven't really explored too much. I mean, I'm into like angel numbers, synchronicities, numerology, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, my house numbers are the same as the apartment that I lived in for six years. Like there's just stuff you can't make it up, like coincidences and it adds up to Mm -hmm. my favorite number, which is eight. And you know, it's just like, what? Yes. Anywho, but um, I've done that. Oh yeah. I love all that stuff. And down. Down to picking a phone number. I mean, I've picked a phone number by how it adds up and all the all of yeah. that. I love it all. That's the best. Love it all. And, you know, like I did a Vedic astrology reading with a guy that was on my podcast recently, yeah. Indra. Oh my gosh. Same thing. Like you can't make this stuff up. I give him my date of birth, my time of birth, and my place of birth. I'm like, you literally mapped out who I am. How does that mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You can't make that up. So right. it is some nice affirmation right. of just like okay, there's more out there than we know. For, for like the non-woo-woo people, for the skeptics, check out stuff like that if you're interested. It's yes. kind of a nice segue into that like other world. It really is. Astrology, whether it be mm-hmm. Vedic or what we call it, Eastern or Western, I always get that confused yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I've looked at both and, you know, and then I encourage you, like, look at different people people. Mm-hmm. There's something that's called astrocartography. Have you heard of this, Lauren? I haven't. Oh my God, girl. So you can, based on your astrology, where you were born, the time you were born in the place, you can map out then where are the best places for you to live? Yeah. Okay. I, I based on, yes. yes mm-hmm. Order vacation, or, I mean, you can really yes. use it for a lot of different things. That's and so, cool. but here's what I find interesting. So I have asked probably 10 astrocartographers to be on my podcast to dive into it more and to also kind of help me figure out based on a few places I've been looking at, not one response. Interesting. And I'm like, okay, universe, I see you want to keep the bow on this package sure. a little longer. Yep. <laughs> Especially because you're, you've moved all around it and that's like a big thing for you. So mm-hmm. yeah, for some reason, either you're supposed to figure it out or it's just not the right time. 
Right. I think sometimes, even though looking at some, some things like that are helpful, you really still then being an intuitive or an empath, feel it out yeah. because it could have said that North Carolina was my place. And I'd be like, Oh no. no. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not. That's you know, so there's always that too. And I encourage people, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, right. even every reading, like I've had readings and I'd be like, Oh no, that doesn't remember resonate. timing like, too. Right. Cause I had a reading with a yes. guy that's been on my podcast several times, Travis, he's a good friend and he's an intuitive, um, you know, medium. And he told me years ago before I started the podcast, you're going to be on YouTube. And I'm like, like it didn't resonate. I'm like, what? Like, no, I'm not like, that's not in my thing. Like I no. Mm -hmm. And here I am. So it may be the timing too. You have to like be open that it may not resonate with you now, but mm -hmm. you know, so it's crazy. Yes. I know. I've had a lot, a lot of that. Like I, I had, um, in feng shui. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can we talk about feng shui? Yeah. Love obsessed for years. Now, all of this stuff, astrology, intuitives, feng shui, all of this, I have been loving since college. So it's not like I went from one day from nothing to something. It was a little here, little there, like little sprinkles, little breadcrumbs preparing me, you know, for all of this to come together. I had um, Marie Diamond from The Secret on my podcast, mm -hmm. Feng Shui Master of the World. Mm. Oh my gosh. The gems that she dropped literally changed my life mm. about everything about feng shui, about how you do your vision board. And like you're saying certain things, like I've never been, I wanted nothing to do with being on a video. I wanted to do podcasts for audio. Sure. I was all about it. Wanted nothing to do with videos. And she looked at me and she said, don't you know that you're supposed to be on TV? Mm. No, no, maybe 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, so it's so funny. She's like, no, you're made for this. Like this is, so she was helping to ease me into sure. it, at least zoom. Yeah. So I'm zooming it now, like baby yeah. steps, yeah. you know, but it's, it's just, you learn more about yourself. And I think if, if, if you are on any sort of spiritual path or not, you just want to know more about you. And I've done this. I've gifted numerology to people mm -hmm. who aren't, you know, and they're like, wow, this is so me. It's tangible. It's in black and white. Yeah. It's not woo woo. It just, it's, it is what it is. It's who you are yeah. based on your birthday. Totally. Dive in, learn more about you. We yeah. spend all this time learning about everything else. Well, hell, when's the last time you talked to yourself? Yeah. We all need to get tapped in more. Mm -hmm. And I think this world will be a little bit nicer. Yes. Totally. More love. Yes. More appreciation. More love. Oh, mm -hmm. I love all this. This has been such a good conversation. I feel like we yeah. could chat all day. You're a good, you're, yeah. you're an era can tell you've been made for the podcast world. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. That means a lot, Lauren. Good, thank good you. energy. And yeah, I wish you nothing but the best in your nine thank year, you. your nine, number nine. <laughs> number nine. And depending on who you ask, some say it goes birthday to birthday mm. and some say it goes, um, December 31st to January. Mm, okay. And so when you are in the empathic world, you tend to have things happen a little bit prior to that. Mm. So a lot of number nine stuff happened before. Mm. And now it's kind of like almost like cleanup for me. So I'm getting really excited. I'm like, see what's oh. happening. Yeah. yeah Good things yeah, are going to awesome. come. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Well, and awesome. thank you so much, Lauren, yeah. for having me on your show. I'm so honored. I love your show. I love so what you're doing for the spiritual community thank and you. for yourself. But I love that oh you gosh. are looking out for yourself through this. Thank you. I tell people that I'm like, I mean, I'm doing this for other people, but like selfishly, I'm 
getting to meet yeah. amazing people from around the world. And then mm-hmm. I'm learning cool things and I throw in questions because I'm like, I'm curious about it. Someone else must be curious about it. So it's been right. a treat for me. Let's just say that. But thank you for being here. And um, we'll, of course, put all this in the show notes, but tell people where they can find you, social media, you know, your website. Yeah. So the best place to find me is jenniferpilates.com. That's, that'll get you to me, to the website, any coaching, any Pilates that you're looking for, any of that. You can find me on Instagram at the jenniferpilates.com and on Facebook at Jennifer Pilates on Telegram, which wow, mm, exploding at yeah. the Jennifer Pilates on Telegram, really having a lot of fun over there. And uh, we're branching out to a few new social sites in a few months. So you can, again, go to the website, yeah. jenniferpilates.com and you know check us out to whichever medium you love because i can tell you all this is all going to be changing very quickly it's been changing and i think oh yes we're we're looking to get some different platforms too for many different reasons yes diversifying is very important right now i.e telegram and so you don't get (laughs) censored at some point we're all going to get freaking censored. Jeez. But we've already been censoring ourselves. So yes. Yes. Yeah. I know. Well, continuing to change. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, it's such Mm -hmm. a pleasure. It's lovely to meet you. Thank you. Lovely to meet. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you everybody for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, Many blessings to you. And uh, you can find me on my uh, website, lauren.live and my Instagram is at real lauren live. Cheers.